Well, hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of The Kingdom. You know, it's funny, the things that, you know, I talk about looking for message and meaning and everything, and I'll tell you, I was just outside, and my roommate has these two little dogs, and one of them's a long-haired chihuahua, and she found herself a dead worm on the patio and started rubbing in that thing. Now, it's kind of amazing to me that this dog... Thousands of generations from being wild still has this instinct that tells it that it's supposed to rub in something dead so that it can go out and hunt and its prey won't smell it. <laughs> My chihuahua doesn't know what it's doing. It's just doing it because that's what it does. And I find meaning in everything, so I'm always looking for it. And that's what I see. I see that we're the same way. We have this instinct, this instinct. We're looking for something and we're doing things and it has meaning. And for me, the instinct is love. We all want to love somebody, even those that seem to be pretty much evil, love somebody. And so I know that that instinct is in us all. And well, the more of us to give it to each other, the more we want that. Well, friends, as I said, I'm here to talk about what it is that uh, Jesus said and what it is it means to me and how it is I come to understand these truths. And as I always say at the beginning of every episode, I don't expect you to believe a word of it. I actually want you to think about what it is you're thinking about, because that's why Jesus spoke. He said, if you know me, then you'll love me, and I love him because I know him, but I don't know him because somebody else knew him, because tell you the truth, that old church gives me trouble sometimes, and I'm telling you that they got the light of Christ, and I know it because they're out there with soup kitchens and food, food banks, and they're, they, they're out there doing the thing that's the light of Christ. See, what I've learned is that we have instincts, and just like that dog. So we sometimes are looking at what we want to look at instead of what it is we're thinking about. And I see that the problem is that when I kind of see, see, I thought about when I thought about teaching the love of Christ, I thought, well, maybe I could be a preacher. Well, you know, friend, here's the problem with that. The problem is that that means I have to go get a degree and kind of vow to teach what it is they're teaching. The problem is every truth I got keeps getting taken away from me and God keeps giving me a greater one. And that's just the way it is. So how is it I'm supposed to teach what they're teaching when God's teaching me what he wants me to know for myself? So that creates a dilemma because then I'd have to go know what they know instead of know what I know. And Truth of the matter is, nobody want to hear me for too long, because just like Jesus, you get tired of listening to me make you think about what you're thinking about, and sooner or later, you're going to want to nail me to some cross somewhere, and I don't blame you, because if you're trying to eat the fruit, you don't want to be hearing me. I'm always here talking to people that, you know, they've been through some suffering, and they're really at the point where they hurt enough that they want to find a better way, and if you do, then I might have a message you want to hear. But it isn't that this message is perfect, 
It's just is the way it is. There's just nothing to it. There's hold on one second, right. friends. Yeah. Always assume I'll take a cup of coffee. Okay. Well, friends, sorry about that. And, you know, I start talking from the spirit, so I don't erase nothing. So you now know that my roommate's going to Wawa to get some coffee, and she's going to bring me a cup. <laughs> That's the kind of light of Christ she's being for me. So, anyway, so this thought is that it's, it's the same thing that when I got on here, my thought of Satan kind of wanted me to, you know, we all need money, so in these things on this uh, podcast, you can uh, you can put links so people can donate to your cause and send you a monthly thing, or you can click advertise, and then you just, in your voice, advertise something for somebody. But here's the problem I have with that, and that is that if I'm advertising somebody, then I'm not advertising God without price. And if I ask you for money, then I have to start thinking about what it is you're thinking about what I'm saying. And then if I start getting comfortable with the fact that I'm getting money from you, I got to start thinking about what it is I want to talk about and whether you're going to want to hear it or not. And Well, friend, Jesus gave that message for free. He didn't ask for nothing. So I'll tell you, friend, I'm not asking for nothing either. That's the way that is. I just don't think that's right. I think that Love gives to another what it is it seeks for itself, and if my father wants to give me a gift and pay off my debt and do those things, well, he'll do it another way, but if I go attaching some sort of money thing to this thing, it kind of takes the whole light of Christ right out of it in my book. Not the church is wrong for asking for money, because I understand that if you want to go somewhere and gather, that you got to have... The place paid for, and the truth of the matter is, if they're going to have those food cupboards and those kitchens and you're not willing to at least work in them. It's good that you're giving your 10% so someone else can go out and get the experience of the love of crisis because just because you're not getting it yourself with your 10%, they sure are. So I'm grateful for you if you're just doing it for that. But the challenge is that I, because I'm here to talk about the truth of love and the love of truth, I'm here to talk about the good and the bad, friend. And here's the problem. The problem is Jesus said they're going to talk like serpents. And when he was talking about that they're going to talk like serpents, he wasn't talking about they were going to say anything bad. But I'm telling you, friend, <clears throat> if you believe Jesus is enlightened the way, and there's no way to the Father but through him, because you believe John 3.16, and well, that, the problem with this is if you're going to get that kingdom in your death, because that one statement he said was true. Well, then the dilemma becomes for you, friend, that every statement of his had to be true, or that was just another one of his lies. Because he didn't say that you could just believe that one statement. He knew what you were going to do. He talked about the future. He's seen all this, but he didn't see it all. What he did was he talked to the Spirit, and the Spirit just rattles on. That's what it does. He went out into that wilderness for 40 days and mastered letting God talk through him, this Holy Spirit. That's kind of what I'm doing on here. I'm just learning that it doesn't matter what comes out of my mouth, whether it's right or wrong. And if you want to crucify me, friend, well, 
I know that you, some of the things I say, the people that are trying to pretend that they're not bringing the darkness, well, they're not going to love what I got to say. So the truth of the matter is, if you started at the beginning, likelihood you'll ever hear this episode becomes slim to none. And some of the people that do are only going to because they're going to have a dilemma. The word God has kind of become meaningless in this society a lot of times. And, you know, everybody's got their own version of this creator. But you mentioned that word Jesus, man. And I'll tell you what, those Christians, they start getting attached to what you're saying about what he said. So I'm under no illusion that somebody ain't going to think about what it is they're thinking about and hate what it is I'm saying. And they ought to just walk away from this and they won't. That's the reason I didn't attach my name to this friend. I'm telling you. My thought of Satan reminds me of all this stuff. Problem is, this Holy Spirit keeps moving me back to the same place to do the same things, and that is to come to know love by experience. So I keep going into the wilderness and keep coming back. That's why I've put this under anonymous son of his, and now I put my name to it, Jason Matlack. I'll tell you the truth. The truth is that I was afraid to talk about the truth without putting a little hide into it because. I'll tell you, friend, I'm not perfect. I'm a poor example of Jesus. That's the truth. And when you've heard some of the things I've done, and I'm not talking about things, I'm talking about all kind of stuff. You know, I'm telling you that I was eating fruit, and that's just the way it was, because I wasn't afraid of my father. Because I wasn't afraid of my father on earth either, even though I was when he got mad and yelled. And I took a few spankings in my day, believe me, more than a few. But now they, then they went Quaker and they changed their mind. See, that's that problem with, with this, this truth that just stays the same forever. Friend, my parents, they started off one way and they're like this completely different thing. Now, my mother, she she can't look at the this, the scripture because it's too scary and my mother was, she just kind of liked the love of Christ, and I don't know what to tell you about that, because she ain't nothing, but she's everything to me, and she's everything to a lot of people, because I'll tell you what, that woman, she just give away everything for anybody for any particular reason. That's just her nature. She's given, and I've watched her grow, and the more her and my father grow, the more they make me grow, because, you know, friend, we pretend that our parents didn't as parents, that we don't have a lot of power over children. But friend, children don't see you as human. They see you as gods because you have power over their lives. And us as adults, we never get past that. The truth of the matter is we always care what our parents think about us. And if they didn't love us to begin with, my God, what a horrible life they had, you know, because I'd see stuff, man. I'm in the mental health field. I've seen people that their parents abuse them. They ain't got a clue on what love is because nobody ever taught them. There ain't no reason that the rest of the world thinks they're insane, except the only problem is they're not insane. The only thing they were needing was some love and somebody to teach them that love is the way. And I'll tell you, friend, we all want to feel good, and they want to feel good too. And because they don't know what love is, they don't know how to feel good. With this love of Christ, it just has given me this feeling good, and there's just nothing else to it. So, 
Sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong, but I'm right when I'm wrong and I'm wrong when I'm right, so it really doesn't matter anymore because Jesus was the light and is the way and everything he said, he said for a reason. And if you believe in that John 3.16, friend, you better get to know him. And I'm not talking about get to know your preacher because your preacher is wiggling half a tongue. And I'll tell you why he's wiggling half a tongue. He's wiggling half a tongue because... Well, they taught him to. He went to school to get a certification so that he could teach you what it was they taught him. And since he has to stick to that truth, he can't look at the whole truth for himself. And I don't blame him because, you know, I'm kind of attached to my paycheck. And that's another reason I worry about doing this on the Internet. I'm afraid somebody will get mad now that I put my name to it and want to take away my job. But on the other hand, my faith in Christ is stronger than my fear. And even if it is all taken from me, it was taken from me for a purpose. And friend, as much as it hurts, I'm going to find the purpose. And if I can endure, I'm going to go to my father's kingdom with a greater experience of love by enduring through whatever this world does to me. And I don't want it to do nothing to me. But neither did Martin Luther King, neither did Jesus, neither did Gandhi. All three of my heroes, friend, they were killed. Jesus told you every prophet that my father has sent to you, you have crucified, and it didn't stop with Jesus. It's still happening every time. Because every time love stands up and makes the dark look at the truth, well, the darkness just wants to snuff that light out. So that's the reason I've been hiding, and that's the reason I kept eating my fruit, because the truth of the matter is, I'm just like you. I was in pain. It doesn't matter whether I'm overeating, smoking, whether I'm thinking of sex or drugs or alcohol. It's all the same. You know, you'll, you'll overeat yourself to death and then judge someone else for being a drunk, but there's really no difference except the consequences are worse. But the truth is, you're both doing it for the same reason. And if I'm saying you and that's not you, then no, I'm not talking to you. Just know I'm talking to a computer because I'm really talking to myself because I'm not judging anybody. I'm just talking about the truth. But that's the way it is. Jesus put me to the truth, friend. He, the Holy Spirit showed me. And I told you that when this voice showed up to me, the first thing it showed me was the death that I had to agree to. And I did not agree to it because I wanted it. Because the truth of the matter is. Then I told you, friend, back when I was giving you a glimpse into my hell, that when I was in so much emotional pain from the things that happened to me as a child, I was physically cutting myself with a knife to relieve myself of the pain that was going on in my head, because the pain in my head was worse than the pain in that body. But I'll tell you what, in orgasm and pain, they do the same thing to you. And that is, they make you present. And that's what people do. They're digging for something that's taking their mind off of something. So they don't have to think about what they're thinking about because this old world is a hard thing to look at when you got kids and you've got parents and you got people you love. Because, you know, I don't have any children, but everybody I work with is kind of like a child to me. They're, they're a piece of me now. They're a piece of each one of them are in my heart. And, well, I hope that maybe they end up with a little piece of me in their heart. That's kind of what love does. It kind of tries to give to another what it seeks for itself. So all this thinking, I'll tell you, it gets deep and it can be painful because surely if you don't, if you're not ready for this path, if you're not ready to give everything and ask nothing for it, then, 
Well, when they take it from you, it'll be gone and you'll have it. But like I told you, I'm kind of at this point where I don't have the courage to do it. I really don't. But I don't have to look into the future, friend. Jesus didn't think about that cross and that beat until the night before. He made statements about it, but it wasn't on his mind. His mind was on loving you. His mind was on that Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you what, when you hold that holy thought in your mind and you talk to that Holy Spirit, it just keeps that fear in the peripheral to allow you to accomplish a task that you don't think you can do. And that's what I'm doing, friend, because I'm telling you, my thought of fear at this point, me putting this on the Internet and me just putting my name to it has about got me terrified to death, except that that, that fear is in my peripheral. I see that I only have one purpose. And that is to know love by experience. And if I hide in the dark, I'm going to end up being back in the dark, friend. That's the way it is. So if I'm going to be in the light and this is what the, my father put me to, then this is the task I got at hand. And I'll tell you, <coughs> this old thought of Satan, man, it uses, it uses its way. It wiggles your way into every aspect of your life through this selfishness and fear. Because <laughs> here's a dilemma for you, friend. I was born on the eve of Halloween. So people start listening. They're going to look at this message, and I don't know whether they will or not, but this is what I see. This is what my thought of Satan tells me. They're going to say, that man was born on the eve of the devil's holiday. That's the Antichrist. But you know why they're going to say that? Because they're not going to want to think about what they're thinking about, and that will make a good justification for it. This is how the Holy Spirit overcome it for me. And that is... Halloween was never the devil's holiday. It actually started out as a harvest holiday, friend. I was born on the eve of harvest, and I look out on this world, and I see the light of Christ starting to get a little dark, because to tell you the truth, nobody's allowed to talk about God anymore without creating an argument, and everybody's worried about hurting each other's feelings, and so none of us is talking about it, because we want to teach you, but the truth of the matter is, that means we have to let go of what we got, and Till you get to the point where you're willing to give everything, well, you can't really say much because they're going to condemn you for it. So now I'm kind of in this dilemma where I've made God a promise and I have to let my yes be yes and my no be no. And I'll just keep this on the Internet and keep talking here. And I hope that I'll keep a job because I love helping people. And as a voice here, they all think I'm plumbing anyway. And I really don't care because... The truth is that this world, like I told you, makes no sense. So the truth of the matter is most of them folks make far more sense to me because they're in pain because they keep seeing what I keep seeing, and we're all trying to pretend we're not seeing it. Friend, at this point in my life, I'm glad that I didn't have kids because I'll tell you, I got to raise four. I'll tell you, they've turned out to be amazing children. And I only got, I was only married five years. It doesn't have nothing to do with me. They've just turned out to be good kids. It's just the way it is. They're just good, got good hearts, all of them. And even though they're screwing up and muddling their way through life, that's just the way it works. But they're still just amazing. And I'm glad that I got to share a little piece of their journey, even though it wasn't a big piece. And I barely see them. And they know I love them because I tell them so sometimes, and I don't try to be their dad because I was just a stepdad. And honestly, those of you that stuck in there with their life, you deserve whatever it is you're getting. But I didn't. I didn't do that. I wasn't at that place in my life where I could stick with it. I was far from 
where I am now, friend. I'm telling you, this path of the journey has been a long, hard road where I wasn't always thinking about what I was thinking about, and people hurt because I kept trying to think about something other than that. So this journey, this journey, it, it's had its problems, and all I know is, like I said, love is the way. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice, but he was just, he made the sacrifice. And this is the problem. The problem is that people that really dig him start doing it themselves. If you look in history, there's all kinds of people that have let themselves die so that another may live, including Martin Luther King and including Gandhi. So that becomes a dilemma for me with this whole John 3.16 thing, because if Gandhi's going to hell, friend, I don't have a chance because he thought he was talking to God and he forgave everybody the whole way. And when they started killing each other twice, twice, the nation went to war, first time against Britain, which still owned it. He stopped eating because he said, if I got to look at this old world killing each other, I'm just going to stop eating. And he quit eating and they quit fighting. Friend, they quit fighting. Do you hear me? Twice, the man stopped mass, mass violence. I'm not talking a couple people fighting here. I'm talking about nations warring. This man stopped nations warring twice because he stopped eating. Now, friend, if that is not the love of Christ, I just ain't never seen it. And I seen that, said that the last episode, and I just can't help myself because I just think he was that amazing because Jesus showed me that because I've got to know Jesus and Anybody that does what Jesus did is my heart, because I'll tell you what, you know, we're going to war to kill each other, and we're doing it, and men are trying to find courage. Well, I'll tell you what, those three men, Jesus, which is also the Son of God, because he is the first begotten Son, but I'll tell you, I don't know how many different lives on this planet have awakened and can be called the Son of God, but I know that there's been a lot of them, and I can tell you that Worst case scenario, there's no way, even if I pull off following this path, that I could ever be the second born because just between Gandhi and Martin Luther King, that makes second and third. So, and I know a lot more than that. There's this girl called Peace Pilgrim that was an older woman that kind of followed this path that I'm on. She kind of gave up everything and started walking around with this thing on her back that said Peace Pilgrim, and I'll tell you, that book, if you ever find it, it's something something to be said about that book. I read that, and so that God keeps putting me in front of different people, and oh, I keep finding the light of Christ in every one of them, whether they're saying they know Jesus or not. I met a Buddhist that, that uh, when uh, after 9-11 was walking, and people were following her across the nation. Here's this woman, this Buddhist monk with her head shaved, wearing this orange gown. And I don't know much about Buddhists because it's not been my thing. And a little bit I understand. I don't understand nothing. But what I do know is that that woman told a story because I kind of, I stopped. I admired her so much. I'll tell you right now, if I wasn't married at that time, I was in my mid-20s. I was married a couple years. So I was probably getting closer to 30. I had a business and I had employees and I couldn't just jump off and, you know, with all that going on. So I couldn't follow her. But I uh, 
I took them some food at the church that they were because they kind of went from church to church and the churches were putting them up as they were walking across the entire nation. And I took her some food and this group of people and she actually kind of got mad at me because she told me to just get enough for the day. And well, I don't know how much rice is for the day. So I bought a bunch of rice and she was like, are you kidding me? And got all kind of nasty. She wasn't being nasty. Kind of reminded me of what Jesus probably was. He's just on his truth. And she thought I was trying to give her more than a day's worth of food. And I don't know whether what was going on. But either way, I got to listen to her. And she became another light of Christ to me. This is how. She went through this thing where people that don't understand other people, sometimes they beat on them. Kind of like this thing with the coronavirus, because it come from China originally. Some people have been out there beating up Chinese people because they're not thinking about what they're thinking about. And it's when they get afraid, it's easier to blame somebody else for their own problems. Well, somebody did that to this Buddhist woman and put her in the hospital. Well, friend, do you know what she did when she got out of that hospital? She went to the man's house that beat her up, knocked on his door and asked him for forgiveness that whatever it was that she did that caused him to feel so angry that asked him to forgive her. Friend, this is a Buddhist. This is, I don't, I don't understand their religion. I don't necessarily get it all, but all I know is that that's what Jesus said to do, and she went and did it. And she said this man broke down crying. And so you know what happened? She took a beating so that that man could find a higher love. And if that guy ends up Buddhist, I still say he gets into my father's kingdom. And I say she gets in on default, friend, because I'll tell you what, if those of us that love Christ had half the courage that some of these folks that aren't Christian are, the whole world would have turned Christian 100, 200, 300 years ago. The problem is we keep not looking at what we're looking at. And that way we don't have to think about what it is we're thinking about, but friend, the darkness is on the fringe, and if y'all take my life because I'm talking the truth, well, then the truth is I'm just as happy to let it go. Not because I don't want it, but because I want to look at the love of Christ, and since this is the message my father's called me to, I don't have a choice. If I don't talk, he's going to put me back where I come from. He's going to put me back down there in that cage because hell ain't there, it's here. I told you that. The darkness, it's coming. That's not coming there. It's coming here, and you can look, and you can see. and You can join me, friend, and start thinking about what you're thinking about, and we can start loving one another, and we can start creating a world where the kingdom comes, friend, because I'll tell you what, the light's still here, and I see it everywhere, and this is a great time to become the light. Not that you'll ever be perfect, not that you'll ever be Jesus. That was never the point. The point is that together we can set this world on fire for the love of Christ. We can set this world on fire for the love of the Creator. So I'm not here to judge anybody for anything. I'm just here to love and whatever comes out of my mouth is the truth that the the Holy Spirit's given me and I know that people are going to not like it and they're going to think I'm judging them, but Jesus judged the Pharisees, yet he never judged them at all. So it just is what it is. Well, friend, it's come about that time, and I think I'm about out of words. And Now you know who I am because I posted it. So, well, may God bless you and yours.